Praise the Lord. I hope you've been enjoying this wonderful series about different aspects and ways the Bible uses doors. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and here uh, end off this great week that we've had um, with another aspect of the door. And of course, I'm going to read from Revelation um, chapter 3, verse 14. To the angel of the Lord in Laodicea. So this is the Laodicean church. This is kind of um, a, a letter to that to, to the church in Laodicea by St. John. Um, Laodicea was a church that was very wealthy. The city was incredibly wealthy. Um, they had an earthquake back in 20 AD and they got some um, uh, funds from Rome. Um, and then they had another earthquake. But they were so wealthy that they actually refused any money. They were able to literally... Uh, build uh, the city themselves with their funds. Uh, their biggest uh, export was uh, black wool. Um, it was on a. It was a very big commercial center. Um, so there was a really well-to-do church. They had everything. Um, very wealthy church. You know, very well connected. And um, and here is the letter that we see Saint John sending to the Laodicean church. Verse 14, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, writing the following. Again, I'm using the, uh, the NET. This is the solemn pronouncement of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the originator of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, and neither hot nor cold, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich and I have acquired great wealth and I am in need of nothing. But do you not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked? Take my advice. And buy gold from me refined by fire so you can become rich. Buy from me white clothing so you can be clothed. And your shameful nakedness will not be exposed. But the eye self to put on your eyes so you can see. Verse 19. All those I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. It was a wonderful letter. If we were the church and, you know, here comes God and he writes a letter to us and kind of getting a rebuke, right? You are naked and yet you don't realize it. You are full of pride. You're empty, but yet you think you're full. You think you have everything together. Here we go. You ready? Here's the verse. Verse 20, listen, pay attention, hear me. I am standing at the door and knocking. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into his home or, home, or her home and share a meal with them and he with me. I stand at the door. 
So here's this rebuke. Here's this, you've, you're, you're in need of nothing and, and you're full of pride and, 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 and you're, full, you're arrogant. You think, you think you have everything figured out. But I see how wretched you are. I see how naked you are. I see how broken you are. But listen, I stand at the door. Isn't that just like Jesus? When it comes to you and me, he doesn't push down the door like a no-knock warrant and just busting in. No. He waits. He knocks. And he waits. He doesn't come in unless he's invited in. Isn't that amazing? This most powerful God who can do whatever he wants. He has all the power. He won't force himself in. He's just going to knock. Going to keep knocking. Hello? I'm here. Will you let me in? Why is Jesus so kind? He's so patient. He doesn't want you to be a forced walk with him. And it'd be so easy. It's so easy just to make people do what they're supposed to do. It's so easy. It's amazing. I'll, I'll have the kids clean around the house and it's just so easy just to make them. Like, you need to do this. This is what you have to do. But brother, sister, it's another thing when they do it on their own and out of love. And here is Jesus. He picks the most difficult thing. He says, I want people to serve me not because I tell them to, but because they want to. They want to live for me. They don't say, well, Jesus, what's the bare minimum I need to do to walk with you? Try to have that conversation with your spouse. What is the bare minimum you need from me? Try having that conversation with your kids. Try having that conversation with someone you care about. No. He wants you to do it out of love for him. He wants you to initiate the conversation. He wants you to initiate the relationship. I'm not saying he's not there. I'm not saying he's not waiting for you. He's waiting for you to take the first step. He's waiting for you to open up the door. Maybe you have a multiple locks because you're afraid and, and fear is all around you and, and you've locked up all your doors and you don't let anybody in because you don't trust anybody. And he's just saying, I need you to unlock all your locks and I want you to open the door. 
and he just knocks. He doesn't make anybody serve him out of self-defense. You know, and I, when you read about the disciples, you don't see them going, all right, this is terrible. In Acts, they get beat up for his namesake. And, and you know what happens? They start moping. They say, this is so hard. This is the worst. Why is it so hard? No. They leave after getting beat up. And as, the, as blood is still coming down their face, they're smiling. Man. How amazing. We were honored today that we got beat up for his name. It's a different perspective. And he stands. And he knocks. And he waits. He just waits. He's in no rush. Really, the, the person who has the time, the person who has a deadline is you, not him. He just waits. Wondering when you're going to open up the door. Do you let him in? Do you open the door? Maybe he was already in the house and you pushed him out. Because I'll tell you, when you invite him in, he starts changing things. He starts redecorating. He starts moving things around. He moves the bookshelf left and right. He changes your sequence. The way that the books are lined up. Because that's what God does when you let him inside of you. And some people don't like it. So they push him back out. <laughs> Get out of my house. Maybe during this pandemic, you pushed Jesus out. Maybe you kicked him out and said, you know what, Jesus? I just need a break from you. I've had enough pandemic in Jesus for one day. All right, let's... Go ahead. Why don't you go shopping at Target for a little while? All right. Why don't you get out of the house? All right. Jesus, why don't you get out of here? Okay. I, I, I need some space. And you pushed him outside the house. And he's outside. Here's the amazing thing about this Jesus. He doesn't take off. He just stands there. And you know what he does? He knocks. Still here. Still here. How's it working? I know you have everything figured out, Laodicea. I know you got all the wealth. You've got everything crossed and all the I's and T's. Everything's taken care of. You think you know everything. I'm still here waiting. When are you going to invite me back? When are you going to allow me to come inside? I have a better way. I have a better way for you to live. I know a better plan for you. I got bigger dreams than you can imagine. I want to do great things in your life, but you've kicked me outside of the house. And I am outside waiting and I am knocking, wondering if you'll let me in. 
It's been a long pandemic. I get it. Maybe the church building was an idol in your life and you thought that's what church was. Or maybe you thought that going in and the process of going to church was that was the idol in your life. Well, looks everything's taken off the table now. Now it's this intimate relationship with you, with him. And he wants to come in and share a meal with you. There's nothing more personal and intimate than that. He doesn't want to just come in. He wants to serve you. He wants to give you food. And he wants to sit down and talk with you. In small groups, we've been talking about prayer, how this is ongoing conversation. If anything, if you catch from, this, from that lesson is that have a conversation with Jesus. Anytime, any place. Literally, there is no formula. It's an ongoing conversation. And he just wants to be involved. He wants to be involved in your life. Will you allow him? Will you listen to him? When he has suggestions. When he says, you know, I, I see something up ahead. I know what's coming. Do you trust me? Listen, this is, you're going the wrong path. I know what's coming. You need to go this direction. Do you listen? Or do you get mad and you kick him out? I'm not God. I don't make the rules. I have no idea what's coming. But I know someone does, and I know he knows, and I know where he's taking us. Guess what? My money's on Jesus. And he wants you involved in that. I've got big plans. Newark, I got big dreams. We're gonna do great things. Let me inside your home. Not just in the corporate setting, not just outside. I want to come inside of your house. I want to come and walk right up and eat a meal with you, just you and me. Let's talk. That's the God you serve. Will you let him in? If you pushed him out, because maybe you're mad at him. Or maybe he was being too bossy. He was telling you things you don't want to hear. You kicked him out. Will you invite him back? Because that's the God I serve. He's a gentleman. He doesn't barge in. He waits for you to do the inviting. He waits for you to invite him in. Jesus, Lord, it's been a long year, Jesus. Lord, there have been lots of ups and downs. Lord, we're just tired. We're tired of the same thing. And it seems like we're going nowhere. We feel like our wheels are spinning. God, if 
If we've kicked you outside of our home, please forgive us. Come back inside of our house. You have better plans than my plans. Your dreams are bigger than my dreams. Your vision is bigger than my vision. I pray right now, Jesus, that you touch each and every one of us, wherever we are, whether we're listening in our car, inside of our home, with kids yelling, or in the intimacy of our bedroom, Lord, where we're just listening to you. God, would you speak to us? Would you please come inside? It's cold outside. It's cold outside. Will you come in? Will you sit next to me? Will you share a meal with me, Lord? Will you speak to me? I'm sorry I pushed you out. I thought I knew better. Will you speak to me, Jesus? I'm sorry, it was my fear, it was my doubt. They, they, they took over, Jesus, but, but I know you speak hope and faith. I know you have something better. Will you help drive out the doubt inside of me? And will you increase my faith, Jesus? Will you purify my faith? And I can trust you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe he's never left your house. Awesome. But when I read Psalms, I read multiple occurrences where the psalmist seems like they've kicked God out of their house. Where are you, God? He's inside your house. If you invite him in, if you recognize him, he's right there. Amen. Amen. Please join us tomorrow on Sunday as we continue and um, have a live uh, sermon. And you don't want to miss that. And uh, please, 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 Connect with your small groups. Please hop on, turn on the camera, and connect with your small groups. This is critical. We need to do this. Um, questions, talk, comment, you know, whatever we need to do, please stay connected. And I promise you, God has big plans for us. Amen. We just need to trust him. Thank you. God bless.